0: Welcome back again, friends, to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue working our way through the story. Today, we're going to be in 1 Kings chapter 19, where we're at in the story right now. The nation of Israel has split apart from the nation of Judah, two kingdoms now, one in the north, one in the south. The northern kingdom Israel has turned already in their very first king to idolatry, they've set up golden calves and began uh, building temples and worshiping these foreign gods, and from there they just continue to spiral further and further into rebellion and idolatry and sin until we come to King Ahab and his wife Jezebel that the Bible tells us are the most wicked and evil and stir up more anger from the Lord than any other king's. They're worshiping now openly the god Baal, the god of the Canaanites and the Amorites that just generations prior had cleared out of the promised land, and now they've turned to Baal and are worshiping Baal and Asherah, and things are wicked and evil on a scale that Israel had never experienced before. Now God sends a prophet named Elijah to King Ahab to tell him that actually he's going to stop the rain and bring about a famine on the land until Elijah comes and tells it to rain again. So Elijah leaves and goes out to the countryside where God provides from him next to a brook. He sends birds with food and eventually the brook runs out. So God sends Elijah to a widow who provides for Elijah supernaturally with a small jar of oil and a small amount of uh, flour. Each day she's able to feed her family and Elijah. Three years go by until Elijah returns to King Ahab in order to in an unbelievable way, demonstrate God's power and his authority and his lordship over the people of Israel and over the false gods and idols that the Israelites have turned to. So there's a contest on Mount Carmel. Amazing story I want to encourage you to read in chapter 18, where God victoriously demonstrates his power over sin, his power over evil and over these idol gods, and fire falls from heaven. It's an amazing story. Go and read it. First Kings chapter 18. But just after this, we hear today's story in chapter 19, and it's quite surprising when you understand the context of where Elijah just came from. Starting in verse 1 of chapter 19. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, "'May the gods deal with me, but if ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them.'" Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left a servant there, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush and, sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then he laid down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by the food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him, "'What are you doing here, Elijah?' He replied, "'I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty.' The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to the death by the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake. The Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then the voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and Put your prophets to death by the sword i'm the only one left and now they're trying to kill me too okay amen so soon after elijah's great success on mount carmel demonstrating god's power by fire then praying and rain comes back to the land you'd think emboldened by this experience that elijah would stand strong in the face of fear and danger but That's not the way the story goes. Elijah runs in fear. He escapes into the wilderness because he's afraid of his enemies. He's so exhausted and so discouraged and so depressed that he asks God to kill him. He wants to die. When the Lord appears to Elijah, he gives him this amazing demonstration of his power. He brings this powerful wind, this incredible earthquake, fire from heaven. It's an echo of the showdown that we just read about in chapter 18, where this dramatic fire falls from heaven. Wind, fire, earthquakes, all of these things are recognized as signs that come from the divine. In ancient times, these were all symbols of God showing up or God acting. But God's not in any of those things. In fact, he chooses not to reveal himself in that way. God shows us here that it's not the wind or the fire or the earthquake itself. Instead, God speaks to Elijah in a gentle whisper. So Elijah is fortified by experiencing the presence of God by means of a gentle whispering voice in the midst of silence. Elijah covers his face, knowing he's in the presence of the Almighty God. And in this tender way, God shows just as powerfully that the Lord who speaks gently with the whisper is the same God who can tear mountains apart and break down evil. And when he asks, what are you doing here, Elijah? He's showing Elijah that he still has plans to use him to keep on bringing his kingdom into this world through Elijah. He still has a partnership work to do with Elijah in and through him, that he's not done yet, that his failure, his sin, his hiding away, his running away hasn't stopped and hasn't canceled God's desire to use him, to bless him, to speak to him. Even though Elijah said, I'm no better than my ancestors, what we discover here Is that God wasn't expecting perfection from Elijah? In fact, even in Elijah's weakest moments, God still had a tender, loving desire to bring Elijah through, to help Elijah to keep on going, to help Elijah to keep taking one step at a time, even in the face of adversity. Friends, God is not expecting you to be perfect, He's just trying to keep you moving in the right direction. So no matter what happens, no matter what you've done, don't lay down under the tree. Stay moving forward. Hear the encouragement of the Lord to you today. Get up. What are you doing here? Keep moving. Keep going. Don't stop here because God's not done with you yet. Let's pray. Lord, I'm so thankful for your mercy and for your grace. I'm so thankful that you're not done with any of us yet. The very fact that we're still here, living and breathing, means you still have a purpose and plan for our life. So my prayer today, God is not for perfection. It's that we would continue taking steps in faith and moving forward towards you. That we would continue, God, in the face of adversity, challenge, difficulty, in the face of a world that's broken and falling apart, that we would be faithful and faith-filled and keep pressing in to your purpose and your plans. In Jesus' name, amen.